Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This weekend, two more massive games from the Rugby Championship are coming your way. And today, right now, if you're here, good on you. We're going to be having a look at these two fantastic upcoming matchups. We've got a nice that way guest joining us. Brett, welcome back to the channel. Hope you're doing well. Are you looking forward to the Cracker Jack that is this weekend of, of course, the All Blacks and the Springboks and the Wallabies in Argentina? But we are the main <laughs> event, the, the main course here. The steak and potatoes is the Springboks and the All Blacks. Are you looking forward to it? Oh, mate, I've been um, I've been so excited all week. Um, like, like I was saying to you, to you last week when you on my podcast, um, I'm actually going to, to a little thing called Bocktown here in Perth. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a South African who've been living in Australia for way too long, hence my accent. Um, but yeah, a little thing called Bocktown in Perth, uh, and it's yeah, it's going to be completely sold out. A few thousand South Africans all packed into a pub watching it, and um, it's going to be a yeah, really nice day. I think I'll catch, I'll catch both games, uh, All Blacks versus Springboks, and uh, and Wallabies versus Argentina there as well. So going to be a cracker day of rugby, uh, full of uh, you know Buravos and Bultong as well, and um, you know it's going to be a a really cracker of a day. Something to look forward to, at least. Hopefully. Well, no, not hopefully. What happens if the All Blacks... Oh, sorry. What happens when the All Blacks win? What's going to happen then? It's going to be a bit of a somber affair, isn't it? Yeah, look, I've <laughs> I've watched two games of Bocktown before. The first one was the opening game of the 2019 World Cup versus New Zealand, uh, which we lost. Didn't go well. And uh, the other one is the first test of the British and Irish Lions two years ago, which we also lost. So, uh, look, the, the omens aren't great for me going to Bocktown, so I'm yet to experience a South African win, a win there. So... Hopefully this week will be the will be the first one. That's a good sign. That's a really really good sign. <laughs> we got Flynn already in the chat, who's uh, loving a bit of the All Blacks. So we're going to kick things off, having a look at the uh, opening game of the weekend. Of course, it's going to be on Saturday evening. Oh, I've pushed the wrong button. There we go. That one's better. This is the All Blacks team named today. All the teams, bar South Africa, were named today because the South Africans are so good, and I'll give them their props at naming mm. their team really really early. And it's you know what's there. It's really good for doing it. this sort of stuff. 
everyone else named their team this morning slash this afternoon. The All Blacks were the last, uh, considering they're the first team to be playing, but um, it's all right. We move on with that. But here is the starting uh, 23 for this match. A number of changes. Uh, Cody Taylor back in the side. Retallick back in. Um, Richie Moang is back in. Talia's in. Will Jordan's in. And the bench has a whole host of changes as well. But great to see a couple of players on that bench. But looking at the starting lineup, first things first uh, with this all-black side. The changes that they've made. What the performances of last last weekend coming into this weekend uh, why do you think those changes have been made? Especially, I think we're going to feel a lot of criticism about that change at number 10, Damien McKenzie getting shafted completely mm. out of the 23 and Richie Mowanga coming in to start. Um, do you think there's reasons for that or is this just a, a stat rotation uh, for the, especially that number 10 jersey, but for a lot of these All Blacks? Yeah, look, I think a lot of it was, uh, especially the change at 10, I think that was, that was definitely uh, pre-planned. I think uh, D-Mac was always going to start against Argentina. And I think um, Moanga was, was always going to start against against South Africa. So um, I think it's just that more that more experienced head in, in, in test matches being Moanga. And uh, D-Mac played really, really well and is probably the form player of Super Rugby. But um, I think a lot of people might forget that Moanga had one of his probably better seasons as well this year for the Crusaders and, and land up winning the, the premiership, didn't he? So uh, I think that one is pre-planned and... It's a World Cup year, so um, we'll talk about it later. But we saw, um, you know, uh, you know, Safran, on the Safran side, Libok got got left out of the the twenty three as well, and he's one of the form players last week as well. So um, I think that was pre planned. Uh, more experienced head, um, probably a better, uh, better tactical kicker, I'd say, in Moanga. So uh, it's 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 about what I expected, really. Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of things about this game, most notably the location, playing at Mount Smart. Uh, not at Eden Park because of the, the Football World Cup that's going on. There's a bit of a clash or something with venues. So Mount Smart is the venue for this game. Smaller stadium. Um, expect there should be, hopefully, the good atmosphere there because they should be able to mm. get a good little crowd in there. Uh, but the conditions is something I find are going to be interesting. And I think, looking through the side and, and talking about it earlier, the outside-back combination... I'm happy to see Caleb Clark dumped. Unfortunately, it's not completely out of the 23, but only the 15. But this is a very much a winger slash fullback lineup, isn't it? You've got, mm. or, or sorry, a, a pivotal position plus fullback uh, lineup. Moanga has played a bit of 15. Um, Talia and Jordan, although Jordan more, um, Talia more an out-and-out winger, but of course capable of, of covering a fullback as most wingers should be. Geordie Barrett, formerly a fullback. Ricky Oani, of course, formerly a winger that can play fullback. And you've got Bowden Barrett, who of course is playing fullback. You've got a lot of players that can cover that. Are you expecting this to be, whatever weather conditions we do find, but this to be a bit of a kicking jewel that's going to put a lot of pressure on a number of players in that back line. That's why they've gone with something so kind of looking like they're protecting the kicks, hence Caleb Clark mm. missing out on this lineup. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, it, it's a very good point, actually. And um, I'm not sure what, what conditions they um, were looking for in, in Auckland um, or looking at what we're in for in Auckland. But it's a good, yeah, I mean, all those guys are pretty safe under a high ball, I'd say, and can and can return or can return a kick. And um, South Africa are going to hit you, especially in the start, are going to hit you with a lot of high balls and put you under pressure. And try and get you in that back foot, which is what we saw against Australia. Um, and as soon as South Africa get you in the back foot, it's a very, very high place to come to, to get yourself out of. So um, that's a very good point, actually. That um, and Caleb Clark relegated to the bench. Really good impact player, though. Caleb Clark, um, I think he's going to be. 
uh, coming. He'll probably get uh, probably 20, 25 minutes, I suppose. And, uh, you know, having a guy like that off the bench is, is, is definitely a good thing, I, I think, especially at the, at the uh, end of the game where you might find a few, a few more holes than you would at the start uh, in that Springbok defense. So um, I think, yeah, they're, they're obviously uh, expecting a pretty big kicking duel, aren't they? It's kind of good that it looks like the All Blacks are kind of planning <laughs> and they've kind of mm. thought about their lineup rather than just being like, well, this week we want these guys to play, so here they are. They actually think it looks like they're thinking about it uh, by their selections in those processes. So I think Mark Talia will probably be the one who'll get the most pressure on them because he'll be the one that they probably feel that they can get over. Uh, the others, you know, mm. Will Jordan's played a full season at 15 uh, for the Crusaders. Bowden Barrett's been playing there for years. So if any of those back three you're going to target, Mark Talia would be the one of those three. So that would be quite intriguing how those guys go. They've also gone, I think, with quite a small, uh, like those back three as well. Like they've not gone to play that power game with the outside Where's backs. Where's George Stevenson, mate? <laughs> we talked about this the other day when we talked about the squad. It's like, yeah, it would be a good fit. It would be a good fit in this lineup, especially when mm-hmm. you see the likes of Lester Fayanuku who's being was still out. Will Jordan has been out. Um, Mark Talia has been out. You know, all these other wingers been out. There's depth there, but they they just don't seem to want to use it at this stage, do mm-hmm. they? But he, he's he's in and around that squad, but just can't seem to just can't seem to break into it. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I rate the guy. He's had a, a breakout season, fantastic year. And he kind of brings all those facets. He's good under the high ball. He's strong in the carry. He's also elusive when he wants to be. He's fast. He kind of ticks all those boxes about what he can do. Whereas Will mm. Jordan's never going to win or beat you at a, at a power game against, uh, you know, like a Mpimpy sort of player or saying who is more the power and pace. Mm. Um, whereas Will Jordan's more of the elusive pace uh, sort of player. So, yeah, you've 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 opened up another whole um, video on that <laughs> one, I'm afraid to say. But, 100%. Well, We'll rack up the bench uh, before we finish up with the All Blacks. What I'm happy to see here, I don't really care about anyone on that bench except for Tamaiti Williams. The, mm. That guy, I think, is going to be the best prop in the world in a year or two's time. He is just... I, I'm surprised and shocked how long it's taken him to get to this point of actually being in not only the squad, but in uh, the match day uh, 23, or if not 15. I think he is an absolute behemoth of a player. Um, so I'm hoping he gets some good time. Good to see Takiyaho back as well. I think he can make good impact. The rest of the bench, uh, honestly, I'm kind of underwhelmed by it. Uh, what's your initial reaction of it? Like, we'll see South Africa mm. in a second. But when you look at their bench and then you look at this all-black cool. bench, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, um, vantage South Africa. Yeah, look, um, and, and South Africa really have done well in the last few years to, to build that depth. Um I like like I said, it's good to see Tamati Williams get his debut. He's gonna it's definitely a baptism of fire for a prop. Uh <laughs> starting against South Africa. Because I would say, obviously from a cocky South African uh point of view, but I'd say that the best front row in the world is South Africa and the second best is South Africa's second front row. Um <laughs> I can't so, argue. No, you can't. The, 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 especially the props that's that South Africa have. Um and uh, I'm looking I'm Honestly, one of the one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to in this game is the battle of the front rows. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ethan De Groot's an absolute stud, and I think New Zealand have done really well to to cover him. They've um, it's been a while since New Zealand have had a, such a dominant prop uh, in, in the in the scrum wise, hasn't it? So, and he yep. absolutely bullied, bullied Argentina last week. Uh, he was he was he was pivotal in that in that um, great New Zealand win last week against Argentina and against Argentina, who are who are a very good scrumming team as well. So. 
I'm looking forward to how he how he goes against Mal Herber, and then uh, on the flip side, how Lomax does against Kitsoff because um, gee, it's a, it's a it's a really hard uh, front row to to scrum against, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how Williams does. Um, I'm guessing he will probably come up against a fresh um, a fresh bomb squad as well, which is uh, you know it, it's 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 a pretty terrifying um, uh, yeah thought for the opposition, but. Uh, you know the bench. The bench isn't too bad. There's some, uh, you know, it's good to see Papali there. Um, it's it, you know, it's it's an experienced bench uh, aside from Williams, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have too much to say. It's 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 a pretty, like it's a, it's a good bench, but it's it's not an amazing bench. You know, it's one of yeah. It's mm-hmm. about what you expect, really. Yeah, I I like Takiaho on there. I like Williams on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not fussed with Nipo Lalala at all. But like you say, I. Mm-hmm. I'll, let alone our, our starting props have been pretty underwhelming recently, let alone having good bench ones. I think Lomax has come along really well mm. over the last couple of seasons. The group's fantastic. Uh, I think that's why I've been such a fan of Tamaiti Williams because I think he is the next best in line after those, uh, like Tuanga mm. Fasi and guys like that. They, they need to go. Um, I think they're not good enough in, for an international level. So, Ilalala's, yeah, okay, that's the best what we got. To provide hasn't I don't think progressed as well as we've probably expected from his first year or two in there and then you've got the two Auckland pair the World Cup um would be a shame if it's calling for especially Christy but we'll see what happens um with him but what do you think about them, in there instead of uh obviously Dan Coles obviously playing well last week no nah, see to me Taylor and Coles are, are just you know um dog doggy peddling their way to the finish line <laughs> in the marathon yeah. you know they just they just what's what's it called when you just like float in the water and just like amble your way along um treading water they're just treading water to treading the end water. of their yeah uh yeah. their all black career I mean, they're not bad but you you fear that um okay Takiaho is amazing he's been great but um what's next you know next yeah, next year who's going to be on the bench that hooker for the all blacks because yeah, I'd, I'd say Dan Cole's probably had his best game in in the black jersey for for a while last week he, he had a really good game didn't he yeah. Oh, yeah. He did have a good game, and they do still have their good games. But I mean, in a World Cup, yeah, old heads have got to be there. But I don't think they've done enough work around Hooker to to bring the next batch through. And if, yeah, with those yeah. two older fellas on their way out, it is a bit concerning. What's not concerning for these guys though is really any position <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, take a look at this team. Like you read through it. And I, was, I did this earlier when we, we had a look at these teams uh, this morning when I was uh, we had a stream. So if, if you do like chatting rugby and talking crap with me live, uh, do come and uh, follow on YouTube or on Twitch or whatever we do stream on there. You can follow us um, and have a chat when this stuff happens. So all black team come out. We looked at four of them. And I, I thought, where do you target this team and say there's a weakness? We want to target this team in this area. Um, I don't know. You, you tell me. Where as, as a South African fan, where's your biggest concern about the squad? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, think this <laughs> team, I think this team overall is 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 the product of the last – we lost one year to COVID. It's probably the, the product of of the last three years, especially the product of last year. Um, I think last year was a, it was a huge depth-building year for um, Ninaba and Rossi. Um, and it's a solid squad. And uh, you know, the only, I guess you, you couldn't really call it a point of concern. Um, I think Malcolm Mark should be starting. Um, I'd, not, not to take anything away from, from Bongi as, as, as a great player and a, and a, world, a world champion as well, but 
I think if last year showed anything uh, from the first test the Springboks played against All Blacks last year to the second test, it's that you want Marker Marks on the field as much as you can. He's just an absolute menace in the ruck. Um, and to, to get front forward ball again when Marks is around is, is just it's so, it's so hard to do, especially if you, if you put a Quagga Smith in there as well, who's quite crafty in the ruck. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's probably one of the things I thought Malcolm Marks would would probably start. I'm I'm glad that Dweb is not in this lineup because um, I think he's an absolute weakness <laughs> in terms of his lineup <laughs> throwing. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad uh, Dweb is not in the squad. Um, but yeah, gee, the, this this bench. Um, and excuse me, Libok actually is in this lineup. Um, I was thinking of of Kurtley Aronsa. Um Yeah, I, I mean, you can't really get a, a a better bench in World Rugby than than that, can you? Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the starting lineup, Etzebeth is. I don't think they've they've caught yet. I think his his um his father might have passed away last night. He did this morning, yeah. Uh, this yep. morning, so yeah. Condolences to to um to Mr. Etzebeth. Um, so whether obviously completely understandable if Etzebeth doesn't doesn't play that Test match on Saturday. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens what happens in there. But the good the good thing is that you know the Springboks have 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 great replacements for him even. Even if he doesn't, so interesting to see who who will be captain if um if Etzebeth comes out um in that, uh being that you know Dwayne Vermeulen was probably the the other the other captain candidate, but uh you know uh, yeah he obviously is not going to start ahead of Visa, um yeah gee in terms of weaknesses there's, there's just not there's not there's not many is there no and what what's concerning you speak about Etzebeth. Um, if he does depart, which 100% understandably, and it is, is a sad time for him, what they're going to bring in RG Snyman, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, well, thanks for that. Yeah, it, well, even even it, Ori, who gets a lot of stick from fans, was was amazing last week, uh, yeah. in his distributing of the ball and, and what almost almost was uh, was a second fly half, really. Um, in that game against Australia with with how he positioned himself and whatnot, so um, yeah, well. It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick holes. I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, we look at how the All Blacks played last weekend against Argentina. Quite prominent in their attack of the back line was the combination of Barrett and Yuani charging together simultaneously at the line and either Barrett would just take it fully on as the 12 or he'd do that little drop-off pass to Yuani and he'd charge on through instead. They used that quite effectively, I thought, and it it did, I think, make inroads into the Argentinian defence and draw them more central to give the outside backs a bit more room when they did choose to actually pass it out. You ain't doing that this week, are you? No. I, I don't think Delindy and Armour are going to... You can run at them all day long and they will put you down uh, by themselves. They they will, they will handle that. They won't be calling mm. on uh, Mapimpi and Colby to come and give them a hand or or Willemse to, to, to push out um, off Moanga or anything like that. They'll be yeah, taking that on fully. They, they won't be worried at all, will they? Mm. No, they, no, no, they won't. Uh, they're just they're, they're just stripping with the experience, isn't it? Um, and yeah, good on the high ball. Um, a weakness that I that I actually it's actually a fairly big weakness of the starting lineup um, that I that I forgot completely forgot about is just the the lack of an established goal kicker in this in this fifteen. Because um, mm. obviously we saw it in the tour last year. Uh, I almost think it might be DeClack or um or oh, really? Colby who take the kick. Uh, and end of your tour, uh, they pretty much took all kicking goal kicking responsibilities away from Willemser. Wow, because um, he's he's a bit hot and cold uh, with his goal kicking. So honestly, wouldn't be surprised if you saw DeClack or, or Colby, especially taking the the close ones, the conversions. 
uh, further out, uh, you might see Willem so line up, uh, you know, 40, 45 meters. Um, but that, that's, I mean, that's the uh, that's the only concern with Willem. So as a playmaker, he's all he's he's electrifying, um, mm. and you know, he sees the game really well, sees space really well. But obviously, as as well, when you're South Africa, having a having a good goal kick is very important, uh, which is you know the big knock on 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 Willem. So, so um, I think I think he's starting because he's he's the sort of the second. Uh, it's the heir apparent to to Pollard, I suppose that that second sort of string fly half, um, and it's the argument between him. Obviously, Willems has a bit more experience, but you know Libok played so so well last week and is such a good goal kicker, uh, and it's definitely the, the ten for the future, uh, I would say in, in South Africa. Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I think if if Pollard was was healthy, he'll probably be starting uh, um, ahead of Willems here. And um, you know, we'd have that goal kick in the, in the lineup. So, yeah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you see De Clark or, or Colby take the mm. kicks instead of Willemser. Interesting. It's very interesting aspect of it. I've seen a lot of highlights of Willemser uh, this year at his running game um, and his ability to manipulate small spaces with his support yep. players. And that he's very, very good. A uh, very shrewd kind of customer when he's in the broken play. So that's a big, big danger to look out for. Uh, I mean. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We talk about results and wrap up this opening matchup. No matter what way you look at it, I just, I just can't see any reason to not make South Africa the favourites for this game. I, I just can't give myself a reason as why to make the All Blacks a favourite. So personally for me, I, if I was going to pick a margin, I'd, I'd be saying Springboks by four points. Uh, you got anything to go the other way? Yeah, look, I, if there's one thing I hate is underestimating the All Blacks because <laughs> they'll, they'll prove you wrong again and again. Uh, they played really, really well last week against Arden in a really hard, in a really hard place to play in Mendoza. Uh, and yeah, to dominate, I don't care what you say about Argentina, to dominate Argentina in Mendoza like they did uh, is, is seriously, seriously impressive. Uh, so I, I don't want to uh, discount or underestimate this All Black team in any way. Uh, it's, 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 I think that's going to be decided in in the uh, in the collisions and in, in the in the in the set piece. Uh, South Africa have showed if they can get the advantage in the collisions and get the advantage in the scrums, uh, and then obviously start using their rolling more. It's going to be a really really hard day for you. And uh, we saw that last week against the Wallabies, where if you told me Quake Cribber didn't play, I would probably believe you because you hardly even saw him, and he was and he yep. he played the majority of the game, but. Through no no fault of his own, he was just receiving horrible back football all the time, and 
as a 10, that's, that's so, so hard to, um, to, uh, to deal with. And which is why in a, in a way it's almost surprising that they didn't put D Mac into this game to see how he, uh, how he operates off a, of not, not as a much of a go forward ball as he, as, as he was against Argentina. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I don't think I don't see this margin either way being any more than than seven eight points. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a classic, uh, close New Zealand South Africa game. Um, it's yeah. I, I just wonder how it's gonna work. Whether the you know those guys having rested, being in New Zealand longer, um, but not training with the squad, or the New Zealand's approach of keeping the whole squad together but having to travel such a long distance. Um, yeah, it's 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 so interesting. I I'll probably. I'd say South Africa probably are the favourites, especially in this lineup, and that bomb squad is definitely going to make a huge impact. I think uh, it's up to to Rusty and Jacques to put that bomb squad on at the right time because I feel like a few times in the last few years they've been put in where traditionally they would put the bomb squad in just before a, an attacking scrum. Um, they've been put in the bomb squad in at sort of random times now where they can't get the full impact of them. And usually, you know, 2019 you'd have the solid you know 50 55 minutes of uh, the starting front row. And then as soon as they have an, attack, an attacking scrum after that period, the, you know, the new front row would come on and, you know, they would more often than not um, either, uh, you know, get really good front forward ball, front foot ball with it through the scrum or, or gain a penalty. So I think it's going to be decided in, in those in those key aspects. And like I said, I really like this. I think it's one of the better scrummaging New Zealand front rows we've seen for for a while. Um, and I really I really do like DeGroote there. I think he's going to provide a, a significant challenge for my Herber. Um but yeah, I, I'd, I'll probably give the slight edge to the Springboks at this stage. Um, I want to say Springboks by by three. Yeah, it's very tough to call. And I, I agree with what you said about McKenzie. I I don't want to see him play this game because I think he'll struggle, but I want to see this game. I want to see him play in this game because I want to see if he will, you know, whether he's developed mm-hmm. in that time away since coming back. Because last time we saw him under pressure in a pack going backwards, he was diabolical. It was a terrible performance. I want to see if he's grown and, and progressed past that this is a perfect test um do we want to wait till the world cup do we see if he's developed and can get over that sort of weakness no um but unfortunately we won't even get to see him off the bench um which is a bit of a shame i think a key thing is going to be someone has a blinder someone is going to have a complete out of the park game a forward mm. a back it won't matter who it is if someone has a game controlling dominant where you're just like, wow, this guy is untouchable today. That's going to win the game. Is it going to be, you know, like a Will Jordan as a player that can just be unstoppable. Um, Colby can be unstoppable. Uh, that back row of the spring box, you know, if, if Quagger Smith has an absolute blinder game, you're done. You're not beating that, mm-hmm. you know, because he disrupts so much of your ball or an attacking outlet is just so hard to stop. It yeah. just takes one guy. I think if one guy has a cracker, um, he's going to just turn the tide for his team because it's like you say, it's, it's too close to call. It's just as incredibly close. Mm-hmm. South Africa's got the advantage, but they are playing away. So it kind of, it just balances the scales. But I, I yeah, I find it impossible I mean, to call. Up for, uh, look up for Franco Mostert, I reckon. Because, um, mm. uh, you know, after after Peter Steftatoy got injured a lot last year, Mostert started a lot and he was playing really, really good rugby. And um, with the toy's really good game last week, he's, he's almost playing for a starting spot here really between those two. And it's it's good because they're almost interchangeable really. You know, the traditional locks who who play flanker and they, they play very similar yep. roles. So it's it's great to have those two to interchange. And I reckon Grant Williams off the bench. Um I think he's gonna inject some serious pace into that game, especially if he has Libok with him as well. 
I think in the last 20 minutes, um, the, the pace of the game is going to be elevated even more. Uh, with Williams, he looked really good against Australia uh, last week. And, um, you know, he could have that that sort of Herschel Yankee sort of magic magic moment coming off the bench um, that we saw four years ago. Jeez, this is worth getting excited for, isn't it? There really, really is. It's it's a bit of a shame um, that we have to look to game number two. <laughs> <laughs> it is in Australia. We'll be following straight after uh, with the Wallabies versus the Pumas or Australia versus Argentina. Uh, home team first, of course, the Australian side. A number of changes um, mm. in this team. <laughs> it's it's almost comical that they've brought back Nwangani Tawasi in place for Vainavaru, but um, that sort of had to happen. Then I'm surprised yeah. they've, like you talked about with Quake Cooper, I'm surprised they've kept with him. It's good to see Karevi into the starting lineup, and of yep. course their back rows changed quite considerably as well with no Hooper or Hooper. So both Hoopers are gone. Um, McWright starts at seven and six is for Holloway. Uh, most, most of the rest of the team from my starting 15 at least looks fairly similar. Um, but we probably fair to say we'll expect to see a bit more from this Wallabies outfit in this weekend's game than we did last weekend, isn't it? Oh, they have to really. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think they've made some some positive changes. Uh, obviously, aside from from losing Hooper, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I think it's an injury, I don't think it'll be a a technical change. Oh, I bet Michael Hooper that is. Um, he pulled out for some reason. He pulled out. Right. It's, yeah, be consistent with with uh, Michael right now, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I guess he. I think he's going through some personal stuff, which obviously don't want to comment on. But um, look, I think a lot of the changes are, are positive. Yeah, it's nice nice to see uh, now to us. Now I Now to us, I call him. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to see him there. Um, yeah, Vunavala was just... It was awful last week, wasn't he? Just got burned time and time again by by Arden. So, so uh, it's good to see him there. Uh, Phrasing my right, I'm a I'm a big fan of. I think he uh, he plays some really good rugby. Uh, I'd almost like to see uh, sort of Mick Wright at six and then Michael Hooper coming at seven um, when they when uh, when they're healthy. Um, but I suppose I think Holloway might be there uh, as a lineout option because the. Even though Will Skelton's a really good player, one of the uh, one of the cons are supposed to select him is you is you lose a lineout jumper, so you you have to have a a jumper in that back row. Um, so I think that's I think that's why sort of Holloway's on there. And Valentini won't be a won't be jumper. McWright could probably jump as well. Uh, White and Cooper, I'd almost hope they would they they went for they were going to go for McDermott and uh, and Carter Gordon this week and see how, see how they go. I'm I'm a huge Doug McDermott fan. Um, not a huge Nick White fan, which is ironic because he just signed my Western Force. So um, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, yeah, I was, I was hoping to see McDermott get get the start um, against White, but they might be going to uh, you know they try and match uh, Argentina with their with their kicking and set piece. So uh, Nick White's obviously the man for that. Um, if they can get some front forward ball, I'm looking forward to seeing what Quaid does. Because um, uh, yeah, I actually am a fairly big Quaid Cooper fan as well. So. Um, I think yeah, him in 2011 in his prime is he was one of the best players to watch in in world rugby. So um, yeah, looking forward to see what he does if he can get some front forward ball. Karevi's absolutely uh, you know well what what, what an impact I think he will bring. Uh, mm. Completely different to what Reese Hodge brings. Um, Reese Hodge obviously they're more kicking, but in terms of that running power game, which I reckon the Wallabies should um, you know should play like Karevi's that that, that great player. Ikatao is an amazing player as well. Uh, Tom Wright's still improvement at fullback, so we'll see how he goes. Um, but I think yeah, most of the uh, most of the changes are are, um, are good. 
I'd like to see Lonigan in in the side lineup instead of Parecki. Uh, or just Lonigan in the in the team at all. I don't I don't really rate Jordan Ulysses. Um, you can't throw a ball into a line out. Um, so uh, yeah, look, most of most of the change is quite positive. I see what Eddie Jones is trying to go for. Um, but there's a few few play few uh, tweaks they could definitely make to to get that sort of perfect Aussie lineup right now. I think it's a lot of learning still at this stage for Eddie, isn't it? Uh, how mm-hmm. these players perform at this level and whether their key core roles stand up at, at the top level for them as well. So I think we'll see quite a few changes as the season wears through. But I, I'm with you. I'm disappointed. They got so many of these young fly halves. We talked about it, didn't we, on, on your podcast we did last week. Mm-hmm. So many of these young fly halves brought through this Australian system into international rugby and then they just go back to Quaid. It's like, where's the future? Uh, I thought Card Gordon was really good off the bench uh, last week. Yeah. He, he was quite nippy and exciting to watch. Uh, Josh Kimney gets a, a debut off the bench as well in 21. Um, so they're going with that extra player there in the in the pack. So that should be interesting to see how they wear through with that one too. But um, yeah. overall, the Wallabies, I think they're better this week than they – well, they, they look better this week than they did last week. Um, yeah. And against the Argentinians, who I think lost that game just as much as the All Blacks won that game um, last week as well. I thought they were pretty poor after the Army film. But we'll talk about them in a moment. Um, anything you want to add on on this Aussie team before we move on to the Pumas? Uh, not much else. I'd like to see Callaway and then the Philly jersey as well. I think he's probably in the he's still broken years. though, wasn't he? I'm not sure if he's. Is I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I heard he was. Um, prog- well, progressing well. I'm not sure what that means. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd like to eventually see Callaway in that 15 jersey. I think he's uh, been a standout in the Wallabies over the last few years. Um, yep. And like I said, Tom Wright's still a bit unproven. Um, yeah, and just interesting to see the Wallabies go with the 6-2 split. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So, um, no, yeah, They normally save it for the spring box, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone does. Um, on Hooper as well, I just look, he had a slight um, minor calf injury in training. Right. So I think he's decided yeah. for himself he wants to bail out on that one. Right. Last team, team number four, the away team, the visitors to Sydney, Argentina, the Pumas. Oh, my boys. I like this team. I love this country. I, I love their passion. I love what they bring to the game of rugby. But yeah. man, I tell you what, against the All Blacks, there was so much disappointment. Just didn't they lost the crowd? Um, and they mm. I think they they lost they lost their idea of the game and, and they kind of it seemed like I, I find it hard to say this, but they weren't giving as much as they can offer that matchup. Um, and the more that that game went on, the less they seemed to offer, which which was a real shame because I feel this is a team that even if they lose by 30 points, they can still offer so much in the second half of a matchup, even if they are behind. Um, they have made a number of changes as well, and they have a new man in the um, in the outside backs, uh, Rodrigo Isgro in 14. Um, the midfield is a new look to it. Uh, Duela Fuente and Sinti together at 12 and 13. The two Carreras are still together at 10 and 11, which makes me very, very happy. Um, Bertino keeps his spot at uh, 9. Uh, the back row, powerful as ever, Matera, Grondona and Gonzalez, 6, 7 and 8. And, of course, Mr. Yellow Card himself, Lovanini, partnering Elimano in the second row. I mean, it's, it's it's good. Not I like, I spoke about it in the last week's preview as well with Argentina is they have so much depth now and you look at their bench and you see Crevy, Tita Chaparro, Bello, Pulos, Bruni, um, not so much Bazin Velas, but Sanchez and Maroni. Sanchez, all those yeah. guys, 
should be or could start, and you'd look at the team the same way and go, yeah, this is a, a pretty good Argentinian side, wouldn't you? I, I do. No, I mean, I love, I think, yeah, a lot of those bench guys probably, would probably be starting for Australia, wouldn't they? So, um, <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that says, yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a good looking side. Uh, where do you think that, that this Argentinian side is going to get the advantage over over the Wallabies? Like the game plan, we know that they're forward dominant sort of mm. side, but they have such great backs now as well. And mm. I, I'm excited by this team. I I did poo-hoo it a bit when Santiago Carreras was first picked to be their number 10. And I was like, why are you making a winger slash fullback your number 10? But it's kind of like a, a long story of him as Geordie Barrett of where they used to play earlier. And I think he adds a lot of that spark um, mm. that they probably miss from a traditional like a Sanchez who was plays that 10-man sort of rugby that Argentina used to play years ago. He's kind of the new age of a, a running player, exciting, pacey and gets the ball moving. But where do you think they're going to target for this Wallaby side? Or what players do you think are going to be key for a victory over the Wallabies? Which, this is really fighting for the wooden spoon now as well. Mm. Yeah, you, you probably think that. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, beating a broken drum, but it, it's it's so crucial for this team to get a, to get um, a the, the front foot and, and the advantage in the forwards uh, as, as a platform for, for their backs to work with. Um, so yeah, I think just that physicality, winning, winning those collisions, um, you know, similar, similar to you know what, what I would say about South Africa, really. Um, you got yeah, they got to they got to get you know win those um those set piece battles, um, and then that's when they you know they you know they like you said they got some amazing backs now as well, um, so they need to just yeah build that as a solid platform, and then their backs can operate off that. You know, once you got that front forward ball, um, you know, you guys like Buffelli, who's you know one of the better. Attacking players in the world rugby, I reckon, is electric when he has the ball. Um, you know, Dela Fuente, what a great name. Um, you know, I just commentated his dream. Yeah, yeah. As uh, you know, and like you said, that um, yeah, is it is it Carrer- Carreras? Carreras, Santiago Carreras. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awful pronouncing these Spanish names. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, they got to build that solid platform, and then yeah, just they can probably. If last week showed, uh, obviously Villain Miley's not there anymore. But if last week showed anything, that the Wallabies are very, uh, are very vulnerable on the edges. Um, so if you can, especially, you can suck a lot of their, a lot of their players in, and then you can burn that. You can really burn them on the outside, really. So um, that's where you, uh, that's, I reckon that's where you can see a lot of these guys flourish. But they have to get that foundation. Yeah, and saying they lacked last week as well against the All Blacks. But the pack's good enough. We know it. We've seen it a million times before. Um, and I'm expecting to see a guy like Matera. He he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and he knows that last week that was average, poor, yeah. disgraceful. You know, by their standards, because they are these guys are a legitimate tier one team now. Uh, they should be beating these other nations on a regular basis. They should be beating Australia, um, or that they can, and they should be close enough to be competing with these games. So I think it would have been a a very soul searching week in the Pumas camp over the last few days, and um. We'll be seeing a much different side from these against the Wallabies this weekend. So any last thoughts on this matchup? And of course, who is going to take this one home for you? Yeah, so it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, I think both, yeah, both teams have a lot to prove after last week. Um, yeah, and then especially, I, I think Eddie Jones is going to be under some pressure as well if he loses this game, especially at home. Uh, I expect, I think in the end, I expect the Wallabies to get the job done. Um, I don't think it's going to be um, be by very much at all. 
So at this stage, I'll probably say um, I'll probably say Wallabies by uh, I got Wallabies by six. Okay, that's good because I'm going the opposite. I'm putting the, the faith in my boys, the Pumas to do the job. Completely flipping the script from last week. I just want to see them win. I like seeing them win. I enjoy them when they play well. Um, I'm not by much. I was going to say by six as well. I was going to say Pumas by six on that one. Yeah. I just that scoreline where it's 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 not um, it's not a try, so they're not going to be comfortable at the end. It's going to be a close finish where everything's going to be on the line for someone to either shut the door or someone to sneak in at the last moment and steal it. Hopefully, we'll see completely opposite to what we saw last weekend. We'll see some good, close, exciting rugby um, and not um, blowouts like 30 or 40 odd points like we saw with those opening mm. round matchups. But there we go. That's that's the, that's the second two games um, of the rugby championship this season. Uh, you can catch them on both on Saturday night as in New Zealand or Australia time. Uh, they will be taking place uh, for you all to watch. We'll be there. Of course, we'll be chatting and uh, having laughs about it. So do come join us. You can catch all our um, socials and stuff like that in the description. And, of course, big thanks, Brett, uh, for coming on. Uh, where can people find you if they want to see what else you're getting up to recently? Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on uh, your channel all twice today, mate. So, um, yeah, big uh, big change after. I think it's probably been a good uh, good two or so years since I've been on your yeah. channel. So, um yeah, uh, you can find me at at Bad Sports on um, on Spotify, YouTube, or Instagram. Uh, yeah, just started started my own little platform after uh, piggybacking off Steve for the last few years. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, come along and uh, yeah, talk a lot of rugby content coming out. Talk about some other sports as well, but uh, yeah, a lot of rugby content coming in this uh, really pivotal World Cup year. As indeed, and of course, we were spewing this out on the New Zealand Sport Radio page as well. So if you're a, a local on there, uh, you come say hi to us on our own uh, channels, which you'll find these videos as well. But all in all, thanks for coming by. Thanks for um, having your say in the comments as always. And we will see you all, well, probably next week for a review and later on in the week for another preview of more rugby. But until then, thanks for watching. Big thanks, Brett, for coming on. We'll see you next you. time. Until then, take care. 